Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, it's Suzanne Gallagher. It's great to be with you today. It is Tuesday, January 22nd, and I just got off a very exciting telephone call with a woman who is an activist. She works with an organization here in Oregon, and they're putting on rallies, and they're getting people fired up, and, and they want to make a difference. And we had a great conversation. And by the end of the conversation, I got off the phone and I thought, wow, I've got to share this. I've got to share with this with everybody out there. Rallies are great. Telephones are good. Emails are terrific. Uh, carrying signs is wonderful. Uh, creating, you know, great taglines and all of that. It's wonderful. Putting out news alerts, telling people how bad everything is. Yeah, that's really good too. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, if the people that you are lobbying, so to speak, a citizen lobbyist, the people that you are talking to, the, uh, the, those players on your school board, for example, uh, your state representative, your state senator, even your governor, if those people are going against what we believe as conservatives in fighting for our children, if these people representing us do not support the United States Constitution, if they are American Marxists, we have to replace them. They're making decisions. They don't care if they're, we're there rallying. They don't care if we're sending them letters. They don't care if we're driving trucks down to our capitals and, and protesting. As long as they are in power, they will continue to erode our rights and our freedoms. We have got to replace these people. I came in to politics as an activist in the early 90s when our children were in public school. And my activism did not go unnoticed. So as a result, in 2004, somebody called me, a woman that I knew who was involved with Oregon Right to Life. And she asked me, so would you ever consider coming back into politics? And I laughed out loud hysterically and said, oh my gosh, my husband would kill me. But then I became curious and I, and I started to look into it. And I had several meetings with the majority leader in the House of Representatives. And I did make the decision to run. Why did I? Well, because they thought I had a very good chance of winning, number one. And they were going to back me with a lot of money, number two. And they gave me a consultant. And the consultant ran my race. And unfortunately, what I experienced 
was voter complacency, an inability to uh, to get volunteers, an inability to wake up the constituency and to, to show them what was needed for me to win this because it was a very highly contentious race. In fact, it was the most contentious race in the entire state. And I lost by 400 votes. Talk about complete and utter disappointment. And I did not realize how very competitive I am. In the next two years, there was another house race, and I did not run again. And that was 2006, and we lost the house. And the following two years, we lost our majority entirely. That means across the state, the um, Senate and the House of Representatives, it was terrible. And what the other side did was unbelievable. I won't go into those details, but you are seeing the results of that loss of the House race in 2004 in the state of Oregon right now. So I did run again. I ran again in 2012. And I knew I was not going to be able to win. And the reason I'm telling you about this is because it's significant. I moved the dial. Now, I ran in a in a Senate district where uh, nobody had run for the last several cycles. It was dominated by Democrats. And I went into the race realizing that I couldn't win because of the vast parity between registered Democrats and Republicans. But here's why I went into the race. Because I knew that the doors had not been knocked on for many years. And what does that do to our constituents who are in those districts? Well, they get complacent and they give up because we've given up on them. Not only that, there were a lot of Democrats whose doors I knocked on. And by the way, we ran a very positive race. And as a result, we moved the dial. We got votes from Democrats. In fact, they put my sign in their yard because what they saw they liked, because I was talking about their issues, not mine. I was asking them, what's important to you? And it turned out many of those voters agreed with my stand on the issues. They don't like high taxes. They were mad about what was going on in Portland proper. They wanted a change. But up until now, no one was offering them that change. Because part of the responsibility of running as a candidate is to inform the voters of what is going on, what is happening in their capital, what is impacting their way of living. Why is it not as good as it used to be? We need to talk to them about it. We need to show them that it's because of changes in law and policies that have impacted them on a personal level and not for the better. So let's talk about now. What's happening now? Oh, a lot. A lot is happening right now to make our case for us. In my discussion with my friend, 
who is an activist and who has done a lot of wonderful things, worked with uh, grassroots organizing and and um, shining the light on issues. And as I explained to her, I said, now it's time, it's time to turn the corner and to run for office. Now is the time to put your hat into the ring. Because what have you been doing all along? You have been out in front, leading, inspiring people, and showing them that it's possible, giving them hope that it's possible to change things and do it the right way by becoming one of those individuals that makes decisions. And by the way, we have a lot on those other guys. We have a lot of, would you say, dirt? We have a lot of proof about the changes that they have made and how they have been negatively affecting their constituency? Absolutely. By the end of our conversation, she agreed. She could see. I said, my gosh, you've already been running a campaign. You already have a constituency. Your volunteers are built in. They are those people who you have inspired. And they will help you. And guys, your constituency is not relegated to your district. Anyone can help anyone in your state to run for office. We can give money. We can give volunteer time. We can give expertise. We can do, make phone calls for a candidate who lives in a different district. There's lots of ways you can volunteer for someone who isn't even in your district. So the more we talked about this, the more she became convicted that, you're right, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what I should do next. Well, filing deadline is coming up. It's in a couple weeks. You need to figure it out. Where, where are you best suited to run? Should you run in a house district, which is smaller? Should you run uh, in a Senate district, which is twice the size? And uh, talk with the caucus leaders. Uh, if it's a state-level uh, state job, uh, like, like the House or the Senate, um, or if it's a statewide opportunity, what is your position in life right now? Should it be school board? Well, maybe this isn't the year they're having school board elections. Well, start planning for school board next time. Think ahead. Because we need good leaders. And you just might be one of them. This reminds me, we have a call this week. It's Thursday night. And if you are interested in being on our national call, I'd love to introduce you to Western Liberty Network. They are a partner organization with Parents' Rights in Education. Richard Burke is the president of Western Liberty Network, and he will be our guest. And he's going to be talking about this very subject. His specialty is helping people at the grassroots level make the leap that I've just described to you.
And he encourages us to file to run for many of the local positions are never contested because that is where our opposition has gained such ground. It's incredible. How many people do you see on your ballot that you don't know, that you've never heard of? And they seem to work their way up the chain to running for the House or the Senate or even governor. And that's the reason that we have lost Oregon is because we weren't paying attention to these local races. It's part of our duty and responsibility to be involved in our local government. The reason is evident. It is so clear. And this I call systemic complacency. And we have got to cure it. This is Parents' Rights Now. Oh, and please check your show notes. We have a link to a brief questionnaire. We'd really uh, love to have you fill out. You could help us out a lot if you would do that. Uh, Give us some feedback about what you think about PRE. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. Uh, You can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And PRE keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events. And we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. Anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Thanks so much.